worst kept secret in the luxury social events industry is that businesses are developed through networking, referrals and word of mouth. RSVP puts all of you in the room and lets the conversations happen. We are a member networking community for the elite of the global wedding and party industry, producing symposium conferences, awards, networking theme parties, breakfast clubs, and now weekly member podcasts and much more. So welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With podcast. Our guest today describes herself as thus. A former architect turned wedding and event planner, she grew up dancing with an international family born and raised in Norway and having roots in many countries and many different cultures. It took some time for her husband to figure out all the intricacies of who was who in a social and family circle. She started planning weddings in Norway back in 2015, when as an industry it barely existed. But she had an unmistakable calling and just went for it. She loves to travel and started to do so at only six weeks old. She speaks six different languages and grew up in a home of music and hospitality. Dancing was as natural as walking and her mother being a great chef, she has been a huge part of her inspiration and their door was always open to guests. Her mother never said no to entertaining. After studying architecture in London and Copenhagen for five years, she returned to Norway and after trying to plan her own wedding and not being able to get the help in Norway, a huge passion for creating unforgettable events arose. Her sister and herself were the first ones in their family to get a university degree, and even though leaving the corporate world was the toughest decision she ever made, it was made very easy the day she thought she had a heart attack. She was so exhausted from that world. Welcome, Amanda Costa-Thompson. Boy, thank you so much, James. <laughs> what a pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. That was introduction which you mostly wrote yourself and with a few maybe tweaks from myself. But um, talk us through your childhood and your growing up, your education, your family, earliest influences, etc. Well, I love a party and a celebration. I, in general, love to be on stage. It has not always been that way. I was relatively shy as a child much more careful um so but you know it came once i started hearing music and dancing professionally so the more confident i became the more i was on stage so i was lucky to grow up in many different countries in a way because i do have a brazilian mother and an english father it did unfortunately pass away when i was 16 but they divorced when i was four and then he moved to denmark and uh, so from a very young age i got used to flying a lot both to Brazil to visit family and to visit my father in Denmark. So it was very natural to travel. And one of your questions was actually, you know, my my first memory. And honestly, I have actually never, ever in my life thought about what is my first memory. I told the story to others, but, you know, it's um, when my father was holding me and it was super cold outside and Norway is a very cold country. So he was like, into that end. And that's my first memory as a child. Um, so for some reason, that father role has stuck to me very, very closely, and maybe because I lost him at a young age. What brought your family to Norway with a, a Brazilian father and an English mother? What, what, how did they end up in Norway, if you mind me asking? No, of course. Um, my father was working. He opened TAP Air Portugal in Norway, so the flight uh -huh. company. So they did business trips to Portugal and to Brazil a lot. And... He met my mother on the beach at a restaurant in Brazil and he fell head over heels and she was like, 
oh no, I'm not going anywhere near this white man and where is he taking me? So, <laughs> so she was she was very careful and she was drop dead gorgeous and still is of course, but she was very shy and long story short, he invited her to the beach the next day and she was like, no, I'm not going. And she used the whole day, like literally the whole day to even go and meet him. And then when he, when she actually arrived, he was furious. He was, he was like, I've been waiting the whole day. And he's very British, you know, very on point, very on time. If we say nine, it's nine. And she came at six o'clock in the evening because that's when she had like the guts to go and meet him. And when she did, everything went okay from that point. She got, she felt safe with him and three months later, he went back and back and forth a bit and then three months later they got married in brazil and she left to norway with him and she never moved back even though she wow. has family there so even though they got divorced she stayed in norway wonderful so you've mentioned dancing is is it your favorite art form because you can practice it or do you have a passion for painting or art or film or or something else i have been painting my whole life one of the big things my father taught me he was a painter himself on his spare time uh, but dancing is definitely like my number one. It's everything we can, we can do it in the supermarket. And I've done that with my, both my children since they were kids that if there's a good song that comes on in the supermarket, we dance and we look a bit crazy and, uh, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> and is it any particular kind? Is it ballet, tap, jazz, salsa? Uh, it's mostly, well, I've done a lot of hip hop, street dance, funk. The salsa, samba has been a huge part of my life, done loads of samba shows. And I also surprised my husband during our wedding with a samba show. And I remember one of the boys saying after I surprised him and everyone was like in shock because the bride went out, you know, walked out in a white dress and she came back like half naked in a bikini full of feathers. And then all of the guys were like, it's supposed to go down from here when you get married. Like, what is this? What just happened? Your wife is half naked. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. So I, lo I love I love, to entertain and to be entertained. And your children also dance as well, I take it, from what you were saying. Yes, they both started. Unfortunately, my oldest one, he broke his collarbone, so he got a bit scared after to go back. So he does other things now, but he still dances. But he's not taught it anymore. But he, uh, my youngest one, she loves it. She dances literally everything. And how old are they? Uh, almost six and almost eight. Okay, so he broke his collarbone dancing or did he do it some other way? No, he actually fell, fell down from a very low football net. He was, oh, wow, okay. He, 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 he's like, a, how do you call that, a, a gymnast. He loves to do these uh -huh. things up, up and upside down and everything. So he broke it when he was climbing and fell off. Okay, so tell me about your painting as well then. Do you do lots of painting or, and what kind of styles do you do? I've had my my, my series of different paintings. Uh, I think the last short epoch I had just before I had children was a bit more modern, just colors and lines and just, you know, painting whatever. So not so much fixed elements that you can see, but you can see like throughout my whole childhood that I've been painting forests and trees and seas and oceans and everything that <laughs> has to do with like what I can measure with stretching out my arm and then putting it down on paper and then learning all these tricks from my father that really helped me through architecture okay. uh, school and yeah. So if you could have any painting in the world on your wall at home, 365 days a year and you saw it every single day, what would it be and who would paint it and, and the reasons why? That is a very difficult question to answer and it's all, it feels like Mission Impossible to say one. But I'm a huge fan of black and white photos, like great 
photographs and you have these amazing photographers that do animals from Africa and they've been on safari and you have these and when you see them like huge I would love to have one and like walking up a staircase and then you have this huge zebra in black and white photographed with lights on it they're I mean they're stunning I love black wonderful and white Vogue Chanel style photographs wonderful and are you into music love it what was your first music concert you went to? You love music, you go and see bands. What was your first one that you went to see? Probably a few years ago now, I'm sure. Yes, it's many years ago. My first one, I think it was around 10 or 12 or something around there. And Craig David was super popular and he came to Norway and I went with a crowd of friends and uh, we had a blast. Funny enough, my husband and I were at the same concert and we had no idea at that time. So you were both 10 years old? No, he was, or okay. maybe I was 12 and he was 14 or something like that. Right, okay, okay. What a coincidence. Okay, wonderful. And and do you have a favourite film that you could watch again and again or a favourite TV show, favourite actors? Let us into your cultural life, Amanda. Well, long story short, um, I'm like in, I'm an old soul in a younger body. I love everything that is like all type of music. Um, everything that, I mean, Frank Sinatra, I'm a huge fan. Bill Withers... Um, but uh, also Lionel Richie and John Mayer and Jason Mraz and, you know, Justin Timberlake and anything, everything you can dance to, but then also Earth, Wind and Fire and all these older people. But then when it comes to films, I'm terrible at watching films and taking the time to do that. Maybe it's because, you know, I still have young children and I work maybe more than I should, but I love a good film that shares a story an inspirational story and it has to be something that is inspiring otherwise i hate kind of like wasting my time on it but i mean going watching like the film that they just released now avatar did make a huge impression on me because you know you go in and you see it in 3d and you're going to the cinema and that that is an okay. experience and i love that but uh i get so moved uh i'm a very emotional person i get so moved when that was done I was crying and I don't mean like crying tears. I was crying. Like it really touched on something. And I was also a, quite an exhausted mother at that time. The son died and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, this is terrible. But then you also have these other stories of the story of how Venus and Serena Williams grew up and what that family has gone through. Uh, and the short series called Self-Made of how Madam C.J. Walker built up her company and also what she went through to get there. These type of films have a huge impact because they're so inspiring, they have a great story and it really pushes me to go even further. And also because maybe I am growing a company, you know, starting with nothing. My mother grew up from nothing and built her life on nothing and, and um, she did everything for us three children and seeing what she has done it kind of it pushes me and then when you see other people that are in the same type of element you want to go further so um yeah wonderful wonderful so this question is do you have a special talent but you obviously told us about your dancing but is there anything else that you can do are you a singer or aspiring novelist or something on the side or or, or maybe when you've had a few too many drinks, as I know that you like to do in Scandinavia, <laughs> does, does something happen or come out? Yes and no. Do you sing? Yes, I do with my husband. He's a great singer. Alongside the dancing. But the dancing is my number one. I mean, enjoyment. Your passion. You know, okay. But, um, okay. In Norway, we have these very, very long days 
when it's uh, very, very uh, light until 11, almost <laughs> 12 at midnight. And on a good, warm summer evening, sitting by a bonfire, my husband playing the guitar, uh, being friends, having some wine, uh, just playing music and singing is so much fun. It's it's great and it's a special vibe that you have to... When you come to Norway one time, James, we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your happy place. That's your... Uh, the midnight bonfire. No, I mean, not necessarily, you know. I mean, I'm I'm really a designer enthusiast. I, I love to design. I'm very picky. Uh, I can sit hours with picking out the right type of fabric and it comes out in my work all the time. I use this all the time in my work. But, it, I mean, if I have to choose something that is um, on the side, then it has to be something that is um, with friends and family. Okay, wonderful. Let's talk about food and drink. So if you had a bar and behind the bar was every single drink you could possibly ever imagine, what would you order? With or without alcohol? Or both. Let's do both. So there's two answers. Without, definitely a smoothie. Have you ever been to Brazil? I haven't, no. Okay, in Brazil? No, I haven't, to my shame. Well, we'll go one day. <laughs> there is this big fruit, which is the cocoa. It's beige, but when you mix it, and you mix it as a juice, it's so good and it's so fresh. It's the best juice I've ever had my whole life. And trust me, I love juices and I drink them so many places. It's so good. If you go to Brazil one day, you have to order a cocoa juice. It's just, it's it's the fruit that makes chocolate, but it has nothing to do with the chocolate taste. It's just super fresh. I've never heard of that before. So cocoa fruit, which cocoa beans presumably come out of, you can press it and create a juice. I've never heard that, but wonderful. I, I can't wait. That sounds um, intriguing. I mean, can, can you taste the chocolate in it or the chocolate influences or is it just a million miles away? The taste has nothing to do with chocolate. It's so strange. Okay. Um, it's so fresh. It's beige. Uh -huh. It looks like a melon, a honey melon on the inside, uh, but it's it's longer and you have uh -huh. the, the beans that you take out, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but it has nothing to do with it. And if I was to order a drink, I think, you know, I'm, I, I love bubbles. So a glass of bubbles is never wrong for me. Okay. And is there a go-to, is it champagne, Prosecco? Is there a particular brand of champagne, if it was champagne, that you would go for? No, I would still decide on something that is light and with bubbles. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm very easy. Okay. So you've had your drink at the beginning. Then you have this amazing dinner party at home. So what kind of food would you want to serve? What is your favorite cuisine? Everything that has to do with colors. I'm a huge fan. Everything that has to do with fish. I mean, sushi. Okay. I could, if you put me on an island, like, I would be so happy. I would eat all the green food and I would drink smoothies every day and I would have to bring some fish with me or fish some, something in the sea and just have some soy sauce. You must be the healthiest person in this industry. No, I don't think I am. That's all I can say, if that is your diet. <laughs> fish and green things. Fish and green fish things. And, green I, things I and, love uh, and the old fish. bubbles. You, well, well, compared to myself, anyway. I love fish. <laughs> okay, wonderful. All right, okay, so you've got this dinner party. You've got the bubbles. You've got your cacao smoothie as well for people that wanted that. And you have sushi and lots of green things on the table. So who is around the table? Obviously, your husband probably is number one, I know. Uh, but if you could invite anybody, alive or dead, around this dinner table, 
or the most stimulating dinner party you could ever throw, who would be around the table? That would be super fun. I think I would invite, it would be a huge mix of people like Bob Marley, Lynn Easton from Easton Events. Yes. Uh -huh. I would invite Steve Moore from Sinclair and Moore. I would love to invite Diana Ross and, uh, and to have a really intimate conversation. Would you get her to sing as well? I would love for her to sing or if I could sing with her also. Okay. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. And would you have a dancer there? I think we would just end up dancing all of us. Okay. <laughs> I think if Diana Ross is singing, you're probably right. Yes. Yes. You probably would do. You're having your, your dinner party. That's fantastic. Um, you're doing dinner party. So, and then obviously in this industry, we need downtime. It's a, it's a very stressful industry. And you said yourself that even in your first job, you got stressed and it's a bit like jumping from the frying pan into the fire in terms of going from one stressful job into this one. I know. Where do you go to chill out? What do you do to chill out and relax and just, just take everything off your plate, out of your mind? Uh, how do you relax? Is it the evenings in Norway around the campfire? No. no. Singing songs? Uh, yes, that is a great bonus when that happens. But, you know, the summer in Norway is short. <laughs> it's relatively three months and it's not even close to really warm. Uh -huh. uh, if we're very lucky, it's about 25 degrees Celsius and that is a great day, but you don't get that in the uh -huh. evening. So when we're talking bonfire, we're talking, I mean, huge jackets uh -huh. or big woolen yeah. clothes, you know? So, uh -huh. you know, even though I have that warm side and I do a lot of work in South of France and Spain and all these warmer places because I love it, I also love to jump in an ice cold ocean. Uh, have you ever tried that? I do go to Iceland quite oh, a do? bit, um, and I like the hot spots, but some of them have cold parts, and it's 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 quite a challenge. But some sometimes I have been in and got out quite quickly. I must admit. Yeah, but but it's about when you have that sauna where you can sit and get really really warm, and you can go in the ocean and you can completely cool off, and then you go in and you go out and you go in and you go out and you do this a couple of times. So I, I normally go with a couple of other That's mothers it. and we sit there and we laugh and we have a blast. And uh, it's, it's great. It takes your mind off of everything and it really is um, something very special for Norway in particular. But then when you go to bed and sleep, you mm -hmm. have the best night's sleep. It's like everything from your body is just removed. All the stress, all the, it's just taken uh -huh. away. So, I mean, if I could choose, I would do it every single day. Unfortunately, I don't have time for it uh, because we do longer sessions when we go. So we, we do this, we book a sauna for like two hours. We go, we enjoy up and down from the cold water and we have snacks and we do drinks and it's, it's great fun. Then you also have another version, which is an infrared sauna, which is actually something one of my first brides started. So you sit in a box and you plug it in and then you're sitting with your head outside and then you get infrared heat into your body and you sweat like a crazy person. And also that gives the best night's sleep. So um, that really takes the stress out of you. Wonderful. And when you go on holiday, where is your, your favorite holiday destination? And, and do you go with your family? Of course you probably do, but is there a, a favorite destination with your family or well, without? I mean, I go to South of France with and without my family, to be honest, because I'm very lucky to get to work there quite frequently. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, when I go, it doesn't feel like work because what we do is something that I really love. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. But, but 
South of France is definitely my number one spot, but then you have, and I think also it's because South of France is a very good combination of Norway and Brazil. You have the culture, the food, the people, the social life, but Mm -hmm. then you also have the heat, but then you have the systems where in Brazil it's a bit chaos and everything is a bit crazy. But Brazil is also amazing. You have some of the most beautiful beaches. The food is amazing and you have so many different cultures within one country. But then you do also have the long summer nights in Norway. So, I mean, it's with, if you mix it up, it's with mm-hmm. great food in all different colors. It's being able to work out in the morning. It's having long conversations, going with a family. And I also love connecting with people. I mean, everything that happens upon us when we travel, I find it super interesting and I'm very social. So I talk to people along the way. And uh, some of my favorite parts is actually getting to know other people from around the world and you hear different stories and I love those conversations. So in 10 years time, what do you think you'll be doing in your both your business life and maybe your personal life? Will that have changed or developed in any way? Any, any more children coming along? No. All kinds of things like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very compatible with our industry, is it? It's like, I think if I had a third child, I would maybe forget it somewhere because <laughs> my life is so crazy. But, so I'm scared I would like be in the supermarket and I would come home with like two or three. <laughs> no. no, but I mean, I love my children and I love seeing them grow up. I think I want to combine work and balance even more in a way where we will most probably have our own place in the south of France at one point and I will be living this double life where I go, spend a couple of months a year, come back and I'll be in between countries. But I do think that, you know, I will still definitely be planning events and weddings, but also being able to help more couples that want to plan themselves, as not everyone has the possibility to have a planner. But most importantly, you know, I do hope I've influenced hundreds, maybe thousands of brides to become more confident in themselves on their way into their wedding day. And uh, being able to combine work and fun even more. So when we go stay in the France longer, this is something we already do, but then combining it even more. Wonderful. So here's the um, the RSVP part of this. And naughty is one of our brand values. So Amanda, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done that you can tell us or you're, are you prepared to tell us? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, naughty can mean many things, but- It can. It can. <laughs> So I'm going to, what, I mean, I'm going to leave what stays in the bedroom or what happens in the bedroom stays in the bedroom. But in other words, I am not necessarily the person that listens to all the rules. And funnily enough, I come across as maybe a bit like proper in a way for some people, uh, but I'm not necessarily very proper at all. I am in, in many ways, but when it comes to, I remember one time I was, driving someone was in the car with me and they were going to we were going to go to get a bus and suddenly there's a police car behind me and the blue sirens came on at one point uh there were no sirens but there was a blue light going on and they were blinking me to the side and i was like i was i was not stopping for this police car i hadn't done anything wrong so i was just continuing and then i drove and i drove and i drove and i think it was about you know a 15 minute drive and they were on me as if I'd done something. And I was like, come on. But I, I couldn't stop because this person that was in the car with me had to get the bus. 
So when we finally got to the reach of the destination, the policeman comes out and goes, excuse me, madam, do you have, you know, your driver's license and your ID card, please? And I went, yes. Um, and he was like, why didn't you stop? I'm like, I haven't done anything wrong, so I shouldn't stop. Um, so, and he was like, well, you know, uh, next time you see a police car, then I think you should. I'm like, no, it was very inappropriate to stop in the middle of the okay. road. So I had to reach my final destination first. And I'm also, you know, I bring stuff when I travel, uh, not necessarily legal stuff, but I remember one time I brought these huge bananas from Brazil that are about, you know, 35 centimeters long. And then they were scanning my suitcase and I was stopped in customs and I was only 16. And I mean, when you scan them, I mean, they look like huge dildos and you have several of them all over the suitcase. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know? And then this man, he... He's, he's asking me questions and he's like hinting and he's like, can I open your suitcase? Is it okay? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And then he was like, excuse me, madam, do you, do you have like, is there something that you want to tell me about? And I'm like, no, 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 it's all good. Go ahead. And then I started telling the story because I'd gone to Brazil with my mother to celebrate Christmas. My sister couldn't go because of work. She's a bit older than I am. So she had to stay. And then when I come back and I'm explaining him, so then I start explaining that I have these things, I mean, they're huge and they're, it's a fruit and you don't have them in Norway. And he's like, hmm, what is she talking about? And he starts opening them up and then he pulls out these huge long bananas and I'm explaining how you can cook them, how you can eat them, what you put them in, what you cover them with. And he was like, oh my goodness. So yeah, I don't always follow the rules. If I want to do something, I go and do it. I'm very determined and um, yeah, life is a bit more fun when you are playful, I think. It's wonderful. I think we're coming to the end now of our half hour together. Thank you very much, Amanda. So, Amanda Costa-Thompson, wedding and event planner from Norway, child of the world, a very interesting family life, lover of the south of France and smuggler of phallic fruit. Thank you very, very much for your time today. Thank you for having me, James. It was lovely to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the RSVP In Conversation With podcast. If you don't like what we do, please let us know and tell us how we can make it better. If you do like what we do, then please tell others and encourage them to listen and join RSVP. That way we will build a better community. In addition to these weekly podcasts, in July we're starting Breakfast Club Meets in London and we have our RSVP stock party, One Night of Love, Peace and Music, on the 4th of July. To join us, please go to rsvp.club or email me, james at rsvp.club for more information. Speak to you all next week.